UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Okay, here we go. You guys can hear me. Hey guys. Yes. Yeah, we can. I can hear you. I think we're recording. Yeah, we're recording. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Tipple Skeptic Podcast. I have two fascinating guests with me today. Well, one's going to be like, kind of like my co-host because she's really familiar with the material. And who I have with me is my co-host is Dawn. You, you guys might know her as Soldier's Voice. She fights for the rights of the soldiers for people that have had like you know, like vaccine issues and stuff like that. But, um, and then, uh, but, and she's going to be co-hosting with me today. And who I have as my main guest today is Chris O'Connor, the, the inventor of the Deems device. Um, Chris has had uh, three 20 and back tours of duty in the secret space programs, including one run by the United Nations. He says that he was born into a human family as an extraterrestrial starseed as a part of a pre-life agreement with the U.S. Navy slash Air Force. In 1970, at age two, Chris claims he was age, age progressed to 25 years old, where his past life memories as an extraterrestrial were fully restored, and then he became a liaison slash ambassador for the different space programs. Um, Chris is, uh, says one of the biggest conditions he required in the exchange for secret space program service be permitted to release the advanced healing technology used in the programs. Chris subsequently invented electrum therapy device, which he calls the Divine Evolution Electromagnetic Micro Singularity Device, aka DEEMS, which is publicly available. His website is www.lightlovemedia.com, and I want to give them both a big warm welcome to the show. Uh, Chris and Don, thank you for joining me. How are you guys? I'm good. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to have Don on the show today with me, Chris, because I, I thought it was interesting. Like, I had never heard of the Deems, and I knew Don was a healer. And Don had helped me with the podcast before, and we're in some of the same groups, and we're friends and stuff. So she said she wanted to do a healing on me with the Deems. So I didn't, I'm a little bit skeptical about things. I'll just be honest, you know, but like, I'm really open-minded. And when she said that she was going to do it, I was, I was like totally open to it. And then I laid down that night and I, it felt like something was massaging my whole body. Like, and so I guess like where I wanted to start off before we got into like the secret space stuff is like, how does this deems work? And like, where did it come from? It's so interesting. Well, I used that, uh, a version of the Deems device uh, when I was working for the first 20 years uh, in, in, the, in the SSP. I, I, I personally refer to it as Space Force now because that's really what it was. Um, so I, for, for the first 20 years, I was kind of bounced around between um, the Air Force and the, and the Navy. And um, I was in, on, on the surface of the, 
of earth and then under the surface of earth and on a ship. And so I was kind of all over the place for the first 20 years. Uh, but in that time, part of what I did was I worked with devices that um, allowed um, the government or the operator to actually uh, remove a consciousness from a body or to unlock or to erase memory. And that's the, that's the original version of the deems that I was familiar with. Though I didn't want it to do any of those things, I built it differently so that it wouldn't do any of that. I, I built it where it would just harness the um, magnetic energy uh, that it's made of and, and use that plus a piezoelectric energy uh, to interact with our nervous system and our uh, energy body because those are based on piezoelectric energy. Um, so uh, that's what I did. That's where it came from. Chris, would you say yeah, that? Uh, I'm just would you Sorry, say that no, the no, it's okay. Would you say that the Deems device would kind of help the body rejump that or or remember that it has that the piezoelectromagnetic? Because I feel like we've been bombarded so much with so many different things, outside sources and all these other stuff, that maybe we needed that that little jump, that little trigger to help remember like our, our bodies and our immune systems to remember it, it can do something. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that uh, because we have forgotten and we have just our environment here on the planet. Now, uh, most places are, you know, we have, you know, metals in the water. We have chemicals that we, that we consume. We have pesticides. We have all these things that have dulled our senses. And uh, so we, we don't remember who we are. Plus we're not running around barefoot in the dirt all the time, like animals are, or like we used to do. So we don't have the healing ability that we used to have because we use Earth's energy to do the healing, you know, and uh, the piezoelectric energy that I speak of is actually created in our pineal gland. And uh, there's little tiny calcite crystals in sort of like a gel-like fluid, similar to the fluid that's in your eye, is in your piezoelectric or is in your uh, pineal gland. And it creates pressure. And when you put pressure on a crystal, it creates piezoelectric energy. And that's our nervous system. Uh, that, that's the energy that our nervous system uses. And it's the energy that our uh, memories are attached to and our consciousness are all attached um, because of piezoelectric energy. So when you provide the body with a lot of piezoelectric energy, more than it certainly used to, and with a lot of magnetic energy, you know, earth magnetic energy, uh, then your body can do miraculous things. So is, would you say like the deems is a connection between the energy body, the physical body and the conscious mind, like the, to where they, because of this piezoelectricity, like, is that what connects all, all of our different bodies, like our physical, mental and, and energy? Yes. All of those bodies are, are all anchored in the uh, pineal gland. Um, and so they're all operating based on that energy that's created there. You know, and that's how, that's how they are able to move a consciousness with the other versions of this device, because they go in there, they know your frequency of your pineal gland, and they tune the, the, the device to that. They push a button, and it like magnetically draws it out into the device, your consciousness and your memory, everything comes with it, your soul, it all goes with it. Wow. And they go to like, if they're, if they're moving you to a clone, your clone has to be an exact copy, an exact DNA match. And then when they go over to the clone and they release that button, then your 
your the clone's brain snaps in and it snaps right into the pineal gland. There's no difference from the original body to the one that they move move you to. So that's how they do it. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's, so it's like consciousness swapping what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had my consciousness moved into a new body three times. You know, yeah. so. Wow. Um, and this was all done when you were in the secret space program, right? From what you yes. remember. Yes. Now, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, when did that all start for you? Or when did the, I guess, like, from what you remember, when did the memories start coming back? There were some memories I, I never lost. I always had. And um, I always, I was just always told and I believed I was just a vivid dreamer and I had a great imagination. So I, I always kind of wondered why I had these memories of being on a spaceship with all these aliens and all these experiences. But I thought, well, I just made it up, you know. And then after a while, you know, I got in my mid-30s or so. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know, there's more to this. And it just for the next 10 or so years. Um, there are a number of things happened. It was what I, I guess, refer to my personal awakening. Um, and, and physiological things would happen to my brain. And I, I could see alien species in our actual, um, if I can look at people, whether they're in front of me or they're on television or whatever, I could tell what race they were, you know, and, and their, so their faces would go blurry. And I thought I was I, I literally had my brain scanned by the best of the best. I thought I was, I thought I was a goner. I'm like, oh my Man. God, I'm completely insane. Or I have a tumor or there's something really wrong with my brain, right? I'm like, it can't be real. <laughs> it's like standing out of the matrix. I can see this stuff. Why can't anybody else? I know. It's like so crazy. Um, so I found that the first thing I needed to do was accept it as truth. And then once I was able to do that, all the trauma, all the fear and the anger all kind of left it. And then I was able to start retrieving and putting these memories back together in a coherent manner, like a puzzle. A I'm lot of sure people. That's a question you ask, but. It's <laughs> perfect. Um, a lot of people are very anxious to get memories back or wonder if they have any memories, but what seems to be the ticket to get there would be getting through your own junk first, getting rid of the negativity, the fear, the anger that you have inside you and, and, you know, go back, go really deep within yourself, get that out of the way so that you can start connecting your own dots. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and then just allowing, you know, I always refer to our memories or our brain in three different parts. You know, there's the subconscious, the analytical and the conscious mind. And I always tell people, I said, in order for your subconscious mind and your memories and all of these things you're trying to achieve to float up to the consciousness level, you have to work on the analytical mind. And working on the analytical mind is getting rid of the emotion, is accepting truth for you and isn't overthinking things. It's just allowing things to be so that those memories can float up and you can consciously remember them. Makes perfect sense. Do you have a lot of resentment towards like the, them or were you treated well in the secret space program? I have no resentment for anyone at all or no organization, you know, because there there's some bad ones. There's good ones. And most of them are both good and bad. And uh, in my experience, even the ones that we see of the really negative stuff that they tend to do, 
there are people in there, they're human beings. And a lot of them want this information out. A lot of them want people to know what's going on. You know, so those are the things I focus on is who cares what the organization is known for. You know, yeah, because so behind them. Behind them, we have a they, there's a bunch of people innocently who were just doing their job. Yeah. And if they really knew the the actual, you know, what that small one percent was actually up to and they would figure it out, they are not gonna want to continue doing what they've been doing, like a bunch of these that were that are walking away from something 30 years in uh, you know medical people medical professionals are walking away from this stuff right now because it does not align with their soul at one point they believed with all their hearts that what they were doing was the right thing and that's why they kept doing it because they were trying to do the right thing a lot of people have just been um stuck in a in a bad place where they, they just, the awareness is what's key, right? Figuring it out and then saying no and walking away from it. Because at one at some point we're so, we're unconditionally loving, understanding. I've seen us go from hurricanes and, and tsunamis and things. And that's when humanity really gets together. It's like when the worst of the worst happens, that's when you see the real genuinity, the honesty, the, the how somebody would give their shirt off their back for somebody else super quickly. And then you remember, my gosh, you know, this is who we are. This is who we really are. So I it's agree. just getting them to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Because also what people don't realize is whatever you put your thinking on, whatever you put your attention to, you're giving it energy. And you're part yes. of the problem. You know, sorry to say, if you're worried about things happening in government or you're mad at them or you're you're hurt by them or you're thinking about them and you want to change it and you're angry, that's good to have a drive to change things. But the more you think on it, the more you feed it. And so I choose not to. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, did you, uh, did you make, I heard you talk in another podcast about soul contracts. Like how important was that? Like for you, like finding out your memories, like did, did you realize that you had, done a soul contract before you incarnated into this body and that you were a star seed. And can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I didn't remember the contract per se until just a few years ago. Uh, so I just kind of followed the clues. Um, and I, I've, I've had so many memories since then uh, of actually uh, programming my life, what I wanted to happen, choosing my parents, and then after I kind of recognized those and had memories based on that, then it came through that, oh, wait, I did have this experience in space. And I actually not only agreed to it, but I was like instrumental in setting it up. You know, wow. I'm like, this is what I want to do because I want to help the human race evolve um, and, and become aware of what's really happening. Because if, if people really knew what was out there, they wouldn't be bickering here on the surface of the planet. They just wouldn't. Yeah, it's it's like there's a whole world that's like we're being lied to about, right? I mean, it's like it's like a, and I don't understand why. I don't I don't understand what I mean. I guess because it's all about the technology and what it could do for us. And there's people that don't want that out. Would that be the, one of the biggest reasons? I would see it as the less we know, the more they could control. 
it if is we're completely that. unaware of what they're doing, they have us blindly just following uh, everything they lined up the way they wanted. And it's this tiny little group. It's not even a big group. It's mm-hmm. so small of these malicious people that it's it's painful to be so aware in a world where, you know, a lot of people still haven't gotten to that point. Like they... I've questioned, like, do we even need a government? Because I, I, my brain will go back to, like, when we were farming and we were sitting uh, ha- around fires, hunting. I mean, there was no government and we were just fine. <laughs> so I, I've come back to this. Oh, my gosh. I drive myself nuts. It's like a spiral, spiral. Do we really need them? No. Do I want to listen to what they have to say? No. Yeah. Do we need It's interesting because yeah. all... All the races I have been familiar with, which are quite a few, galactic, highly advanced, uh, up to a certain point until they kind of shed their physical form and they become light and they're basically one giant entity themselves and they can separate out, but they just come together as one. Um, Then up to that point, there's some form of organization of the society. But the difference is, and people, this is why, People, uh, I would like to tell people this because they would understand a little better about how you could not have a government and have orderly society. Um, That the human, I'll I'll use human race as an example. Uh, What's happening now is there's a separation between negative and positive. And the earth itself won't uh, support a lower negative vibration. So people won't be incarnating on earth anymore for the most part over the next X number of years. And in that process, then everybody will have a more communally minded mindset and they won't want to do anything criminal and there won't be a need for a police force. But then uh, conversely, what will also happen is that in this mindset, people telepathically will begin to connect. And that's what we want. You know, we want to be of a like mind so that we can all be communicative one to the other because um, that gives the race itself, the human race, a tremendous amount of power. And this is what happens for every evolving intelligent race. Um, and then they continue on. And once they have the ability to all communicate one to the other, they're physical and they can separate themselves out. It's all about free will. They know everything about everyone else and nobody judges anybody because there's no need to judge anybody. Um, then it becomes this very kumbaya society that we're all would love to have you know and then the negative folks that aren't able to incarnate on earth will incarnate somewhere else where their vibration is supported how would we be able to tell if um people are starting to become telepathic like is that already happening it is already happening you know it's slow going you know and we have to get as time goes on more and more of the folks that are still living on earth that have a negative vibration that are of that um, ilk, you know, once they're all gone, then that will be much easier. There's no blockages that way. Cause right now there's a lot of interference, you know, and we just, the interference, it's this process. It's not an overnight thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. 
I was going to say, like, at the same time, is there, like, like were, or was there, like, negative extraterrestrial races that would cause, like, these kind of, like, like the, the turmoil that we have on Earth? Would that happen in space, too? Like, at least when you were there? Well, yes, absolutely. Uh, there aren't nearly as many of the negative races as there are positive or at least neutral, if nothing else. Um, there are. and But the thing that happens is that it's a bit like Star Wars a story where you have one empire trying to take over the, the galaxy and you have those that fight against it. Um, that's not on every, you know, every solar system, not on every planet, not in every galaxy. It just depends where you're at. Now we have them here um, in this galaxy. Uh, they've been here, you know, negative entities for quite a while. Um, but what happens when when a society, a, a race, a human race, for example, comes from third to fourth density and they're evolving because fourth density is the lessons of love and how to use love as a physical energy form and how to come together. Um, and so when, when that begins, once, they're in, once the human race is in fourth density, none of these negative entities can get to us at all. So they got to get to us before we get there. So that's why it becomes so intense. You know, they have to catch a society between just, you know, coming out of the animal kingdom and becoming smart enough to use and control and enslave, but not so evolved that they realize that they have no power, that they are the ones with the power, that they, they don't, they can choose what happens to them and that they can move on spiritually, if that makes sense. Yeah, yes. that does. Don, I'm sorry, did you have a question? Um, it already skipped my mind. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, well, I, I, are we in up against that like right now? Or is it a race to see if like humanity will evolve or if the negative ETs will take over? Or do you think this timeline's already played out and we've already kind of won? Or how does this work out? Well, from what I understand and from what I see and feel, um, it, it's we've reached a tipping point. They can't. They can't win, but they have, well, they're the ones that we talk about as being, you know, cabal or with a, or, or highly negative societies or those that are in control. Those are the, that's the fight right there. We've been in that fight for quite a while, but we are winning it. Chris, how many people or how many beings, and if you can tell us some of the different, I guess, beings are here incarnated that came back for this specific time period in, on, on earth? Like, were they from the future? And is that why they came back during this, this really heavy time period right now? Well, when you say how many, are you meaning as in numbers versus 8 billion on earth or? Like, are there, I don't need a specific number, but is there uh, like, did there have to be a specific amount for, in order for this to have, well, I will say that in my estimation and guesstimation, at least half of the Earth population are human Earth, Earth humans. Um, there's, I think at least half of the population are starseeds, essentially okay. what we call starseeds. Yeah. And getting to, uh, it's well, for me, it's become a little bit easier to, to either sense whether they are um starseeds or just just human is that was i guess my my 
what I didn't understand growing up, like when I was younger, it was always, nobody thinks like me. Am I crazy? Um, why can't they? See? It's always the same thing. Why can't they see this? Why can't they? Why? You know, it's like you want to just like, what's going on in there? But is it because of that? Is it because they they just? Well, there you have to remember when you incarnate into any planet um, and, and you're a higher being and you're not evolving up through that planet, that system, um, you bring in a DNA signature of what your native race is, so what you are naturally, which is why there are so many differences in what we call races on Earth, you know, um, so there's, because they all have different vast. DNA signatures from their origin planets. So there's a bunch of different kinds. There's I love that. <laughs> that is so, I find that so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's really cool. And that's exciting to know. Well, when, when do you guys think, and either you can answer this however you want, you know, um, when do you think the Starseed program was put into place? Like, when do you think the Starseed started incarnating here? And was it for this, this exact moment in time? Because it was going to be, not volatile, but an important an important time in our history as human humanity. Well, that's a, that's an interesting question because they have never not incarnated on Earth. Um, mm -hmm. okay. it's, they've been part of the system always. Uh, they're just much more intense now because of the transition from third, fourth to fourth density, and the spiritual evolution and the intellect evolution of humans. So then a bunch of negative entities come in and try to find ways to control. So then you have to balance it out because all things in the universe must be in balance. And a bunch of the positive entities come in, you know, and, and then try to balance out the negative attempts at control. Um, and so that's just the eternal struggle of spiritual advancement up to after the fourth density. Um, you know, none of the races in fifth density beyond, uh, have anything negative to do uh they, they don't they don't have to fight in wars they don't have to do any of that because part of the contract when you join these federations as a fourth density race is that you're the ones that if if, the, if they have to send out a ship to protect a planet it's a fourth density ship it's a fourth density race that does the physical fighting okay. so there's no duality in these higher densities well there's separation of polarity um so it, it, so you say the human race is going to separate out uh, earth humans will be a negative group there'll be a positive group and they'll both be out in the stars and when they get together they might fight <laughs> pretty heavily um just because of the you know the, the the purpose for their being there might you know necessitate a fight uh, that's not always the case um but but I will say, you know, give a little hope here too. Um, ultimately, in this upper sixth density, all negative beings, all negative entities, all negative consciousnesses, they all uh, merge back and they transmute into positivity. There's no, they don't have a choice. They're allowed to experience it for a while, but then they're required to come back in the upper sixth density. So even if we separate out, which we are as humans, into two separate polarity races they'll still come back together so we'll be we'll all be getting there anyway no matter what we're all going to be getting on there way, on our way back to source everything merges you know to back together gradually and then 
all things in the universe, all material, all, all things, you know, return. So this is an interesting one. So like the Germans, for example, that are in space, like the dark fleet, are they more highly evolved than the Germans that were, you know, like the Nazis that were on in World War Two? Well, they've been out in space for a while, for quite a while, and they took a lot of technology with them. And um, so uh, they're cert they're not more spiritually evolved, but they're more technically evolved. Yeah. Do you think humans at one point, a really long time ago, were advanced? And then since all this stuff had been happening, they've been forgotten, forgotten their history, forgotten where they came from, forgotten how special they really truly were, um, are, are. I mean, if we've got 24 seeding, we were seeded by 24 races. I mean, we humans are special, very, very special. Yes. Um, and... I could see why they would try to get us to where we are right now, just to completely um, have us blindsided, take over us, and everything. Because of the the possibilities that we have, once we remember who we really are, where we we really came from, and everything, I I feel like they're going to get back to that how advanced we used to be, right? Yeah. Well, this is actually the seventh uh, <sighs> incarnation of the human race on Earth. Wow. We, Are those we, the different Atlantises, like Lemuria, Atlantis? Is that what they Well, bo we both were? Lemuria and Atlantis were part of this incarnation, the, the seventh incarnation. Okay. Uh, before, they were more animalistic. They were less evolved, and we were wiped out because, uh, like, some of the reptilian races of... Uh, that were actually in control of all the genetic programming and, and, you know, programs, uh, we got out of control. Humans got to be, you know, too unruly or they'd start mm -hmm. fighting with them and whatever, then they'd wipe them out and start over. So this is the seventh time and that will not happen again. No, this is the seventh and final time because these things all happen in sevens. I was about to ask you, what is it with seven? Seven is that lucky number, huh? Well, it, seven days of the week. It's it's strange though, isn't it? Because, uh, for example, uh, in a density or in a in a dimension, each dimension or each density is broken down into seven primary components, and then each of those seven are broken down into seven components, and each of those seven into seven. So it's an infinite number. That's why there's so much confusion between density and dimensions. People can't quite grasp it. It's difficult to grasp because they intermingle at those levels. Um, so I don't, I don't know what it is about the number seven specifically, but I, I, I know that it has something to do with the cycle of the universe and how the universe cycles. And, okay. and seven, it just seems to be the number that it cycles at. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. What about clones? How do uh, clones work in space? And like, but uh, I guess the, the weird question is, do we have clones of our, ourselves right now? Some of us like, I mean, I don't think I have any secret space memories, but like, would we not know it if we did have a clone? And like, how does that all work? Well, um, some of us do have clones. Yes. Uh, I know I certainly did. I don't know that I do anymore, but I probably do because I'm on another whole subject, but I'm still out there finishing that, those 320 and back programs. Those won't be finished until 2030. 
So there's another version of me in another timeline still working in space on Mimas. And that's and as know, a diplomat? Yes. Because okay. I know that he's got clones because of his job. So there are clones of me, but it's really also not me at the same time. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, everybody gets a clone, but it according to your mission and according to what you're doing, they'll say, okay, this is a uh, high risk level type job and we need, yes. you know, a clone for this person. It's not like, oh, can I have a clone? Uh, you know, can yeah, I mean, it could be some of that, you know, <laughs> can I have a copy of extra, you know? I mean, who doesn't want to go back to being 25 again? Like yeah, right. Okay. That's fascinating. So um, what, uh, what were ET races were you in affiliation with when you were out in space? Well, there's a, there was a lot of them. Uh, there were some that looked just like Sasquatch that we know because that's where they originated uh, from space and they came here. Um, uh, there's some that look like a, um, uh, it's a monkey, kind of like a macaque sort of look, uh, but they're highly intelligent, super loving, they love human clothes, uh, and they have a uh, great fashion you, sense. <laughs> you put this picture up of them. They had the little. They like to wear the little circle glasses. Yeah, he was wearing the glasses. little spectacles. Yeah, and the, so there's no glass in them. There's no. Like, Why are you wearing them with that? He said, "I just like the. I like." Doesn't them. like the look. He likes the look. <laughs> I thought that um, was so cute. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's a number of blue races. There are a number of gray races. Uh, that were positive and some were neutral that we worked with. Um, and there were some reptilian races we worked with, some insectoid races that we worked with. There were other races that looked just like humans or looked very similar, but slightly off, bigger eyes, golden eyes, white hair. You know, it just, there were some that were 20-ish feet tall, looked fully human, just really huge. Wow. Um, there were some that, um, uh, one was sort of like, you know how a crab, if he wants to pull in, they can pull all their claws and everything in, and they kind of look like one shape. Um, that's that's how they looked. If they were to put their arms down and their legs together, they would be kind of like an egg shape. Uh, but they were otherwise kind of looked human. It was, it was very strange. Um, and there were just some that were kind of a uh, sort of looked like a Muppet with tentacles. You know, you know, it would come down, but kind of cute, not like frightening and gross, like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, that one, that one guy, that one captain, whatever his name was. Like a um, gonzo with a... <laughs> sort of. <Yeah. laughs> big eyes, you know, really soft features. And there were others that they were just like, um, like had the oblong shaped head and really, really large eyes and just all cheekbone and eyes and there were just so many <laughs> i love it i love it yeah so cool that's fascinating i'm um, back to the deems real quick um, i was I just for i forgot to ask you this question like does it matter if you because like, like obviously me and don are in different states and she used it on me remotely but if i got my own deems device and i used it on myself would i see a a difference like does it have i mean does it have to be in person or is it better if you have your own or how, what's the how does that work well, um, it's it's better if you have your own if you want that vibration around you all the time. Uh, because when it comes to distance healing, there is no distance and there's no time. So you can heal anybody. You know, that's why in church we were fundamentalists and you could, you know, put hands on and pray for somebody or pray for them at the hospital and, 
or pray for somebody just that you're thinking about and they have a reaction, it's the same exact thing. It's just the yeah. Deems device gives you a lot more energy to do it with. Um, so there's there's no difference in distance and, and time with healing. But you have to have somebody connecting you, you see. So so there's really no difference between having the Deems in your presence during a session than there is somebody doing it at a distance. It's just whether or not you want it with you all the time. Yeah. That's fascinating. Did you have any other uh, questions, Dawn? Um, not that I know. I, I feel like the Deems device does do more than what it, it, we can prove, honestly. I just don't know how to put it into, into words. Um, yeah. I have been working on myself, though. You, you really do have to go into and do your own inner work and uh, heal whatever needs to be healed in order for you to get your memories. But I feel like it, it has really assisted um, in that flow in, in, in my dreams. My dreams have just... I've been dreaming a lot and and remembering my dreams to the point where I can draw them and and they'll stay with me. So, and I I think I have too. So is that what we're supposed? Is that what's supposed to be? Should I be remembering these dreams like this? Because like some of them are, are like the the dreams I'm getting are like um, bad memories. Like I I don't know if they're. I was telling Dawn before the show. Like I don't know if they're past lives where I made like big mistakes. And maybe that's why, like, my life is reminding me of it now. But, like, what are your thoughts on, like, the dreams and, and how it works with the deems and, like, which, what memories should be coming to us and stuff like that? Or Well, that like Don said earlier, you know, uh, like, like Don said, was is that um, part of recovering our memories is to deal with the baggage first. Because the baggage is what sits on top of all those memories. You kind of got to get those out of the way. And so the deems just stimulates all aspects of your body, you know, energy, body, your soul, your memories. I mean, you know, it just, it, it stimulates your nervous system. So you're going to have experiences that are more intense. And I, I've only had a couple people like this, but I had this one lady get on the phone and tell me, she said, when I picked up that deems device, she said, I got so angry. I could have hurt somebody. I was so angry. I'm like, well, it enhances where you, what you're feeling in the moment, you know, but also it, it's doing that so that you can face it. You know, you're, it's not the de device doing it. It's, it's your higher self doing it. It's you reminding know? you of something you already have in you. That you need to work on. Yeah. And, and process it. So I always tell people if that happens, even if it's a good memory or a sad memory or anger, whatever it might be, if that comes up, it's because it's like the first thing in line that we've got to deal with. And in doing that, you just give your attention to it. Go to that place in time when you have first experienced that, the impetus of that emotion, and try to feel it again. And but that's what most of us don't want to do because there's pain is pain and we don't want to be, <laughs> we don't want to hurt. But uh -huh. if we do that, if we go back to that moment of the pain when that was created, and then we feel it again, and then we forgive ourselves and we forgive for feeling it. Then we forgive whoever else was involved and we just like, let it go. You never have to feel it again. Yeah. That's the last time you'll ever feel that pain. And then that's, but that's why the, when you have this uh, copious amount of energy in your system, now your body and your energy body and your soul has the energy to work on things that it's been wanting to work on. I almost want to say 
don't be afraid to be afraid and yeah. feel the, the fear so that you can release it. Don't be afraid to feel the anger that you feel inside, feel it, acknowledge it, and then release it. Don't yeah. be afraid of it. Get to it. Get to it so that you can really get to the clarity of everything. And, and I don't know, you start becoming like coconut oil where it's just, I'm love and nothing else is going to come and bother me because I'm yeah. just, yeah. And I will definitely say that that's the process that I, I, I used. And I didn't have anybody to teach me to do this. This is just what I was inherently understanding in the moment and, and things I needed to do. Because I didn't want to feel pain, the pain I felt in the past anymore. I didn't want to feel the anger. I didn't want to, I didn't want those emotions. They weren't, they weren't working for me. They hadn't worked. And so I, I really did the work on that. And it took a while, of course, and it was intense and difficult. Uh, but once I did, I mean, almost every day for me is bliss. I mean, who can say that? <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could get to that. I, I I don't even know. I don't know how to even begin to get to that place. But that just shows like my spiritual evolution. I'm not right quite there yet, you know. But I mean, like I I, I just went through like a. I mean, like I mean, like what do you do when you go through like a like a like a crisis? Like you know, like I just went through a horrible breakup. Like how do you let that? How do you clear that off your conscience and and kind of reset your 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 personality and, and your, your life. You know what I mean? I can answer that. Sure. You yeah. I was going to say whoever wants to answer. You need to sit with yourself and give yourself time with no outside noise going on. Sit with yourself about, about it. Be in the moment with yourself, no phone, no technology, no, oh, what do you think about this? And oh, what do you think about that? Nothing. It's just you and your own mind and your own soul thinking about it. That's it. Yeah. Time. You need time. You need to give yourself time. Value your time and ask yourself why. Why understand am I feeling it. like this? Yeah, yeah, understand why. You know, and lean into it. I tell people don't fall into it, but lean into the emotion. Allow yourself to feel it. And then once you feel it and you can kind of find out what you can do about it. Like, is there something, do you need to forgive somebody, somebody for their actions? Do you need to forgive yourself? Cause often that's the person we're really upset with is ourselves. That was the hardest one for me to figure out. I needed to yeah. forgive myself for allowing the other person to do what they were doing. Cause it was always, but he's doing this, but he's doing this, but he's okay. But yeah, here again, you're here. It's, it's you're putting an outside blame to something that you could have done something about because you knew you knew they were doing this and they weren't going to stop. So if you know, are you allowing it to happen or are you going to say I'm worth more than this and say no? Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness is really the key in the way out of that. Yes. Yeah. That's fascinating. Okay, so my last question for you is um in your bio it said that you you were doing a little bit of like hypnotherapy to uncover more of your memories. Like have you been able to put like together like a more clear picture of like what all happened what all you you know what all transpired or have you had that kind of information down for a while or how uh 
how how's that going for you? Or well, I've I've done a couple of sessions of of hypnotherapy, and I certainly didn't rely on it, and it wasn't my primary method um, because I think it's really only there to enhance and kind of help put memories that exist back, you know, together a little better, kind of stitch them together. So I think it's a really wonderful tool for supporting what you already kind of know, um, because with hypnotherapy, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful profession and a wonderful tool, but if you're not prepared for some of what comes through, it might throw you a bit, you know? And so it's good to already kind of have a foundation in your mind, you know, maybe just working on regular therapy without going into hypnosis and just kind of get a foundation. So you have a, have a prepared, you know, um, uh, understanding of what's going on. And this only really enhances it. That was my journey and how I did it. I feel like finding our own frequency is a really big, important thing I wanted to talk about. Ginny was really on the money. Ginny Jablonski, for those of you who don't know who Ginny Jablonski is, um, she was talking about really um, sitting with your with yourself, meditating with yourself, because you already have the answers within you uh, to, to get there without having to go to that outside source. Like the, the, the key to, to what you're trying to get to is you, you are the key to get there and, and, tr you know, whether the, the hypnosis is do help or whatnot, and, and maybe they'll get you going with, with one or two. These are things you really can start doing on your own, just meditating, yeah. being with it within yourself, start recognizing your own heart. How would you react to things and why? learn your 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 energy so that when you are around people who have that same energy you can recognize it as well that okay these people are of true intent and i think that's where the whole telepathy would start coming in as well as when we can finally recognize our own frequency what we feel and why and then we can recognize it in someone else so learn it first with yourself because if we're constantly out here out here looking for it out there we don't know ourselves then we're we're yeah. we're not learning about our own self first and that's where the work has to be that that's fascinating i i totally agree um but but i don't have any other questions don did you have any other questions before we finish up for today i did and it was about his the, the okay so your your missions and your 20 and backs, you've got one that's up until 20, uh, 20, 2030, right? Yeah. But you're completely unaware of, of what they're doing, what your other fractals of you are doing, right? They don't let you know any of that stuff or will they, No. will you be like, oh, hey, you know, for the moment, this is what, I don't know, we need you to do on earth? It's very strange process uh, because there are times that I actually know I'm in the room um, cause I, I just recently, I woke up in, in the morning in my bed and before I opened my eyes, I could hear this, like a metallic buzzing sort of sound, like, like it was kind of crackling and I'm like, Oh, something's in the room. So I opened my eyes and there I am standing at the foot of the bed and there are three beams of light that are like leaving the room. And then, then I left and I'm like, Oh, again, uh, oh my gosh, guys, don't let me remember anything. Okay, so that's them coming, and then something happened, but then they 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 don't let you remember. 
Okay, yeah. so they, they do the same thing to you that they do to Elena Denan or they do it to, to yeah. whoever's got, I mean, apparently you might have an important mission if you're a diplomat, you know, you're like a big peace, you know, uh, balancer, you know, the, the balancer. That's yeah, hard to say when you don't remember what you do. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Those okay. are all recent things. So those memories are, are easily and, and definitely unreachable for me because they're inappropriate for me to remember. Okay. Um, the others, you know, kind of the longer term uh, memories, the ones I've had, say, for the first 40 years of that, you know, experience out off the planet, you know, I'm easy. I can more easily uh, recall those because I'm in this lifetime, I'm already past that 40 year period. Okay. That makes you know, sense. But if it's still happening or in the future, I can't access those. Got it. What, what do they, what do you think they use? If you had to guess, Chris, like, do you, I mean, do you think it's like looking glass technology? I'm, I'm sure you're from, that's like that yellow cube that they talk about. Like, is that what they're using to age regress people or like, what do they, I'm so lost. Like I need, I, I'm not lost. I mean, I'm just, you're just curious. Like, what do you think if you had to guess, or is it like age reversing technology or what? Well, I, I can speak for myself. Um, for myself, you know, they used um, to advance me from two to 25 ish. Um, they used a, a gel, which was a, a, um, a growth gel that's based on some technology that they got from some other alien race and and it it they grow it with your dna so they they basically drown you in it and they inject it all throughout your body into your bones and make sure every organ has it so that you grow at the same rate internally and externally um, and it take it took a few weeks uh, to grow me you know and i was actually conscious at times uh, so i remember it um, but then when I came back, when I was, you know, um, put it, I was put in a two-year-old body and then they removed all my memories. So it was like a two-year-old again. I didn't, I didn't need memory cause I was two. Um, and then, but that was just a two-year-old clone and that's what they returned. So with me, they didn't, uh, regress the body. So I don't have memories of regressing the body. I only have memories of progressing the body. Progressing. That's fat. This is so, so fascinating. Wow. This is, uh, um, well, I don't have any other questions. Um, can, if you guys could tell everybody where to find you, like first, like Dawn, if you want to tell everybody where to find you, then Chris and, and thank you guys for doing this. This was awesome. Oh, sure. You can find me on telegram at soldier's voice. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get everybody over there. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, with me, you can find me in a couple of different places. Um, there, uh, the easiest website to remember is deemscompany.com, D E E M S company.com. That does take you to light love media. Um, but it's the easiest one to remember for people. Um, but then also, uh, my YouTube is divine evolution, seven, seven, seven. And there's stories about the deems device and some other stuff on there. And, um, yeah, so it's D I V I N E E V O L U T I O N. 777 on YouTube. So. That's awesome. Um, everybody go and subscribe to Chris and uh, thank you so much, Chris. And thank you for all you do. And thank you for bringing the Deems device forward. Um, it's amazing technology. And uh, yeah, th this was fascinating. Thank you very much. Thank you. My Chris. pleasure. Thanks for I having me on. Good to be mm -hmm. here with you guys. Thank you so much.